1: The Believe in Badger Football Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, presented by BetOnline.ag. Once again, I'm your host, Matt Perkins, joined as always by Badger Legend, the Hebrew Hammer himself. Matt Bernstein. Matty, how are we feeling today?
0: Matt, fired up, excited. Um, early this morning, Matt, I didn't tell you I was on Brian Botts podcast. Get your ass. So yep. So we just uh I I just got done talking wisconsin football in my experience to now jump in and talk about someone who you and i have talked about i think each and every week during the season one of the most electric guys on the field nick herbig i i'm a huge fan dude and i never say that about linebackers being a fullback so just you have to understand i i'm converting you got jimmy leonard as the coach who i played with and now i'm converting to like Absolutely love the defense and what you guys are doing. Thank you for being here. Um, it's, it's such a pleasure. No,
2: thank you guys for having me. You know, it's a blessing to be here.
1: There might be less football being played, but Bet Online has way more stuff to bet on this playoff season. From scores, totals, player performance props, to where the next fired coach is going to land, Bet Online is the number one spot for all things NFL betting in 2022. And with the new year comes a new updated desktop and mobile website. To sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, just use our promo code Believe. that's B-L-E-A-V, to get started. And it's not just football. BetOnline's basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC odds coverage is the best in the business. From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, Bet Online is your number one online wagering destination. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. Bet online, where the game starts. Yeah, so we
0: were talking a little bit before about um, I was sitting in the tornado room with Donovan Rayola, who is a friend from Hawaii. We played with Lyle, also Maeva. I think that was his name.
2: Maeva, yeah,
0: yeah, and um, and so like from the, you're from probably one of the most beautiful places in the world. And now you're sitting in my favorite place in the world, Madison, <laughs> Wisconsin. However, the de- we, we were talking about how different the degrees is. It's probably like an 80, 90 degree swing at some times. I would love to hear like what, w- how was it growing up in Hawaii? How important is football there? Um, you went to St. Louis High School? Yes, sir. Which is like one of the best high schools probably in the nation. Were you guys traveling to play teams? Um,
2: no, we, we didn't really travel anywhere except my senior year. We went to uh, Las Vegas and we played uh St. Thomas Aquinas from Florida. So we put them in that Geico high school thing, but a lot of teams like came to Hawaii, like Narbonne and Bishop Gorman and like St. John Bosco and schools like that. So,
0: so teams are coming to play you guys. Yeah. Man, that's why nobody came to play us <laughs> believe me, in, um, in my small town in, in New York, um, so what what was it like like what's little Nick like first off you are electric on the field are you were you always like as like a third grader were you just like a crazy sack monster um actually i i never started
2: playing like like i always wanted to be a linebacker i don't know for some reason i just always wanted to be but I mean, growing up, I just, like, my body type, like, I wasn't built like that, you know? Like, I was kind of on the on the bigger side, you know? I was more of, like, a, a lineman, you know? And my brother, my older brother, Nate, plays O-line, so I thought I was just going to follow in his footsteps, you know? And I played O-line for a little bit in middle school. And then I kind of hit a growth spurt in eighth grade, and I, like, I lost a bunch of weight. So I was like, I, I can't play line anymore. So then my coaches put me at like linebacker and safety and then uh going into ninth grade that's when i transferred to st louis like i went to oahu uh, to play there and i i don't know that's when it kind of started i just started playing linebacker and then it, the defense we ran over there was a three four kind of how we ran at wisconsin so everything kind of just worked out perfectly you know so you know, I'm, I'm so grateful
1: did nate go to st louis as well
2: yeah, he went his uh junior year.
1: Yeah. Okay, cool. Cool, cool. Yeah, cuz I mean there are so many just amazing players who have come out of that school. Um yeah. and, you know, it, it is like it's legendary on the mainland, which is like kind of crazy that like this, you know, this, you know, I mean it's not a huge school, right? Like yeah. how many kids go to St. Louis?
2: Um before it was K, K- through 12, probably like 500, maybe.
1: That's, yeah, that's, that, that's real small. So, um, but like, so how old were you when you started playing football?
2: Um, like actual, like organized football or just like football. Uh, I think I was in the second grade, third grade. And I was actually playing with my older brother. I was playing with Nate and he was like in middle school. I don't know how this was like legal, but I was playing with him and, yeah, I was, like, in second or third grade.
0: What what makes Hawaii such a special place for, like, the culture of football?
2: Um, I think just, you know, the pride that a lot of the boys from Hawaii have, you know, uh, just the pride of where we come from, you know, where, even though, like, it, it's, it's really cool to me to see, like, in high school, you know, we're all rivals, you know what I mean, and we don't really like each other that much, and. But once we all go our separate ways and go to college, you know, it's whenever you see a Hawaii boy doing good, it's just you kind of like you're happy for them. You know, you're seeing a boy from The Rock make it out, you know, and do big things. So um, that's really cool to me because a lot of guys that necessarily like didn't like in high school because we we're rivals or whatever, but now to see them do big things, you know, and put on for 808, it's just uh, it's really cool to see. And uh, I'm, I'm so blessed to be a part of it.
1: Were you, were you teammates with Tua in high school?
2: Uh no, I w- I was a freshman and he was a senior, so okay. I I didn't make varsity my freshman year.
0: <laughs> so what 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 clicks for you in maybe your sophomore year at in high school that outside linebacker is that place and that could get you to almost whatever school you want to be at.
2: Um, it was really just my brother. You know, he kind of just was like, "What do you want to play?" Like he was like, I think you should be outside linebacker. Like, you know, if you get sacks, like that's huge. And like, I was like, let's try it then. And because in JV, we ran a four, three, we didn't run a three, four in JV. So once I got to varsity my sophomore year, I ended up playing linebacker and I didn't really, I played a little bit, but not that much. And, you know, kind of just going into the whole off season was just focusing on my pass rush and just trying to get better at, Uh, everything, you know, lateral movement, like quickness, handwork, everything. So, yeah, I think it was really my brother had a lot of influence on me. And are you
0: working with your brother or are you working with a coach?
2: Um, At first, it was just with my brother. You know, we just, he would show me some stuff because he was in college at the time. So he'd be like, I see what this guy does and this guy does. And this is what beats me when they do this. I'm like, because he's an old lineman. So we kind of go hand in hand with each other, you know, so. It was kinda it was kind of nice because he really jump started me and he taught me all that stuff I need to know in high school. And then probably my senior year, I started working with uh this guy, Coach Mike Lafayelle. And he really helped me a lot. He developed my game a lot.
0: I mean, what's he's not just any he's not just any old lineman, he's an NFL lineman. Or or yeah. not at the time, but he, he's in the NFL. I mean, so that's really first of all, I just find it so cool that like you know, we were talking with Leo about how special it is to have brothers play on the same team, but to have mm-hmm. two brothers play football and keep it going. I mean, let's be real. You'll be in the NFL one day. I mean, how, how cool is that? And how cool is it that your brother was like your first coach pretty much?
2: Um, you know, it kind of just sometimes it doesn't feel real, you know, I kind of <laughs> have to step back and just be like, wow, like we used to talk about this as little kids, you know, growing up and, uh, you know, he's he's been that guy for me ever since. You know, even my oldest brother, Jake, too. You know, they've both been there for me and, you know, really guided me. And I think they played a big part in who I am today. You know, I, I think I, I 100% believe everything in my heart. If it wasn't for those two guys, I, there's no way I would be here.
1: So what's the atmosphere in your house like when you're when you're growing up with those two guys? Like, is it, are you guys, like, super competitive about everything?
2: Yeah. Uh, my, yeah and my dad too, like my dad, is my dad too, like he, he didn't lose, he didn't let us beat him in anything, as long as I could remember, like there was no easy win, there was no way out, like it's either you win or you lose, like there's no, oh you had a good job, participation award, nothing like that, so yeah, I mean me and my brothers used to have a competition at dinner, like we could drink their water the fastest before we ate or something, you know, just little stuff like that, everything was a competition, like who could carry more groceries in the house or, I don't know, it's just dumb stuff.
1: <laughs> Do you think that sort of mentality has helped you, like, in football?
2: Yeah, definitely, definitely, because I, I didn't want to lose to them and they didn't want to lose to me, and none of us wanted to lose, you know, and my dad definitely didn't want to lose. And it could be just, like, a card game or, like, Connect Four. Like, that's how I play Connect Four now because my pops. Like, we've been playing playing that since we were young and like he never let us win i could probably i beat him like probably like, two or three times my whole life I, don't, I, don't know.
1: I remember you getting off the plane this year at one point with the connect four in your hands like you were the champ like on the trip
2: yeah no i it kind of started after like that notre dame game because we had that long bus ride on in chicago so me and one of the guys we were playing connect Four like on our phones like on the game pigeon. And I was like, I, I need to get a real Connect 4 board after this. So I ended up getting one. I just took it to every game, and we would just play in, like, the line of the game or whatever.
0: Are there, are there any other games that you play like that against somebody else? Like a board game? Or is Connect 4, yeah, like, it's Connect 4 your only,
1: like, competitive game?
0: Well, like, our family game is Cribbage, so
2: we play Cribbage all the time. I love That's my cribbage. family game, too. Yeah, we play cribbage all the time. We have big tournaments, and if you win, like you get your name on a cup and stuff. It's pretty.
0: Yeah, I I mean for me, it's Battleship. Like I, I, that I'm dead serious. Like I, I, no one can be behind me. Like I think everyone's cheating. I don't know. I'm just like that game gets me pumped to play. Um, I love Connect Four too, and I don't let anyone beat me. But Nick, I feel like you have way too much experience playing this game. <laughs> one day, I, one day I'll challenge you. Uh, we could do a Connect Four when Matt, when Matt Perkins and I are in Madison. You could come and we'll have a Connect Four challenge against you. That'd be hilarious. All so,
1: right. uh, Matty, are you saying we're doing a joint live show in Connect Four tournament at Wando's this fall? Connect
0: all together. That's yeah. what we're doing.
1: Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> we'll,
0: we'll figure it. We'll figure out all the details, but it it sounds like the best day of my life, to be honest, but okay. Bound. Bound. Yeah. Okay. Good. So, um, so your, your junior year, senior year, you dominate, when do coaches start coming around? Who are like, what schools are your top? How did, do, how does, and then how does Wisconsin become one of those schools? Um, it was really like going into my junior
2: year, and I, I went to a bunch of camps over the summer and I started getting a little bit of some offers, you know. Um, and then starting my junior year after like a first couple, like three or four games, I remember uh, I get this uh, notification on Twitter that uh, Coach Inoke Becterfield and Coach April followed me on his, on uh, Twitter. So I had no idea who they were. So I clicked on it. But I just thought I'd say coach. So I clicked on it. In Wisconsin, I was like, Wisconsin. And I was like, oh, why are they following me? And then I was like, cool, whatever. I followed him back. And then instantly, like, Coach Inoke, like, DM me. He was like, hey, Nick, like, give me a call. So called them and, you know, kind of just, they're like, we want to offer you, like, we think you could fit in perfectly here. Like, we run the same defense, this and that. And I was, like, at the time, I was just, like, I was just so blessed to get an offer, you know? So I was just, like, thank you for the offer. But I kind of just, like, cause like, there's no way I'm going there. Like, after I got off the phone, I was, like, I'm not going to Wisconsin. Like, I, I you know what I mean? Like, I couldn't even point to where it is on the map. So I was, like, well, I, I didn't. All I knew was that uh, J.J. Watt and T.J. Watt went there. That's all I knew. And, like, because I was a big fan of them, like, J.J. Watt, especially, like, growing up, like, I always watched him all the time when he played for the Texans, and uh, so that's all I knew about them. Like, I didn't even know Russell Wilson went there. I didn't know none of that, and then, you know, so time went by. You know, my junior year went by, and it was it was around that summer going into my senior year, and uh, uh, I knew I wanted to graduate early. Well, I knew I wanted to early enroll, so I wanted to start narrowing down my schools and kind of pick one before the season started you know, so I didn't have to worry about that, so, um, it was one of my friends, uh, Jacob Russell, I remember he was uh, at my house, and we're talking about it, and he was like, he's like, I think you should, like, go take your visit to Wisconsin, bro, I was like, I was like, why, and he was like, I don't know, he's like, just go see, like, it's Big Ten, like, even if you don't go there, like, you know, you get to see what it's like, like, it's a whole different world, like, so I called my brother and I was like, he's like, yeah, like, I think you should go this and that. So I was kind of like, okay, like, you know, maybe let's see. And my brother's roommate actually, when he first was at the Eagles, was TJ Edwards. So TJ Edwards was like, like, dude, you're going to love it. Like, you're probably going to end up going there, this and that. I was like, okay. So I I take my visit and I don't know, I just, I fell in love with it. You know, Chris Orr was my host. Um, I had a time of my life and I ended up committing at coach Chris house. So yeah, that's kind of how I ended up here. And it's crazy. You know, I look back at it. It feels like just like the other week I was doing that, but I'm going on my junior year.
0: Your friend saved us, uh, you know, some heartache with, if you didn't show up. I mean, that's amazing that, you know, your friend just is like, dude, you should just go take your trip to Wisconsin. Yeah. I mean, do, do you ever like look back and go, wow, that one conversation like started this thing in motion that turned out to where you are today.
2: Yeah. You know, I look, I look at it all the time and I was just telling him, I just saw him the other day and you we know, were talking about it, I was like, bro, if it wasn't for you, like, I don't know if I'd like, you know, I wouldn't have took my visit.
0: So it's so cool. And I mean, this is the things that are so cool. That's why Matt P and I like love doing this is, you know, I love doing it. Cause, I, you know you're my brother you play for the badgers like we have this alumni but it, these are things nobody knows right and it's so special to share so but who else was on the board like who was like michigan there was usc there were there other big schools and and wisconsin was number one to con- to basically connect with you um i
2: mean wisconsin was really my only big 10 offer at the time like uh, that was probably my biggest offer and i mean USC was up there, Stanford, obviously, because my brother went to Stanford, so they were just there automatically, and in Washington, probably, but I I really wanted to stay, like, close to home, actually, like, I wanted to stay on the West Coast so my family could come watch me, and it was warm, <laughs> you know what I mean? It was, a, <laughs> yeah, but um, I don't know, I just, it felt really, I felt, it felt different when I came on my visit, and I just like, this is something that I want. Like I never felt this before and it just felt right in my heart. So.
0: Good dude, do it. And we are very happy to have you when you, when you come on your visit, Chris or is your host, which that guy's a special guy. Do you mm-hmm. meet, who else do you meet on that visit? That's special. And do you sit down with like Jimmy Leonard to talk about, you know, your impact, potential impact.
2: Yeah. Um, you know, Jonathan Taylor was actually with us, like, almost the whole week, so I, I was, like, I was being, like, a fanboy, I still am, like, a fanboy <laughs> of him, but, um, yeah, a pretty funny story, we are walking in the locker room, me and uh, Coach April and Chris and whatever, and JT's in there, and he's, like, has his shirt off, and he's by his locker, I, this is, like, my first day here, and I was, like, who is that, and, and they're, like, they're, like, oh, that's Jonathan Taylor, I was, like, that's the running back, like, John, that's Jonathan Taylor, they're like, yeah, did this guy look like a middle linebacker? I was like, oh, my gosh, like this is Big Ten football. like. Because in high school, I was like 195 pounds. So I was like, oh, I would have to tackle guys like this if I come here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, no, then I sat down with Coach April and Coach Leonard, and it's kind of cool. They had this little cut up of like they would show like one of my plays from high school, then they'd show a play from like Zach Bond or somebody on UW, like. The very next play, and then it'll just go back and forth, you know? So it was that is was fascinating. Really cool. Yeah.
0: And so, and so I'm, I call him Jimmy because he's my friend, but Coach Leonard basically is, he's like, dude, this could be you.
2: Yeah. Yeah. They said, like, this is this is how we see you fitting in our defense.
0: And so I only sat in Coach Alvarez's house with like a thousand pictures of all these football guys, all these trophies, everything. What's Coach Chris? Because you go, for people who don't know, on your host, on your visit, I'm sorry, you go and eat lunch basically the last day at the house. And Coach Chris or Coach Ali, for me, brings everyone in individually and is like, we want to offer you a scholarship. So, mm-hmm. what, Nick, what was that like to sit in, to be in Coach Chris' house, to sit in his office if that's where he does it? And what was that? I mean, that must have been such a great feeling for you
2: yeah you know his house is sick like he has a bunch (laughs) he has a bunch of jerseys hung up and signed and he has a pool and he has all types of stuff so you know it's kind of just cool because like your family gets to be there too so like my mom and dad are there and it was just it was just really cool and they got to connect with the coaches you know for me I just wanted my mom and dad to be like comfortable where I'm at you know especially this far away from home like I didn't want them to have to worry about me like I wanted them to know that I was in good hands. So it it was really special.
0: That's great. So so then you go back home, you're you're a Wisconsin badger. I mean, do you celebrate? Do you have a party? Um, I mean, I guess we had a little like barbecue get together
2: at the right. beach, and you know, just like some family and friends came out, but yeah, it was it was pretty exciting.
0: And then it's time to get to work. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, so you show up on campus. You enrolled early. You said, did you, yes, you enrolled early. Uh-huh. I was actually just talking with bot about showing up your brand new. What's that like? It's not always that easy. What's it like for you when you just show up on campus and you're well, basically, especially coming from
1: Hawaii yeah. to get to Madison in the middle of January. <laughs> like, that's uh, also that. <laughs> yeah, that was a, uh that was
2: definitely a culture shock, you know, it was different. Um, You know, I, I was walking around with like vans or whatever, and my toes were frozen and I didn't really have no winter stuff yet. Like my mom started to take me shopping and stuff. So uh, that was definitely different, but you know, I, like I said, like I came here and I just, I was still in love with it. Like I was like, I still like being here. Like there's definitely those times where you're like questioning, like, you know, if you're at the right place or if you made the right decision, but, you know, I just learned to embrace it and love every moment of it.
0: That's really cool. That's a great message as well. Um, who, who takes you under their wing right when you get there?
2: Isaiah Greenman, you know, was really the first guy who you know, reached out to me and was like, like, Hey bro, like, like come over, come hang out. Like let's play 2k or let's do something. So, um, I'm, I'm forever grateful for him, you know, as my boy. And, uh, so happy for him but uh yeah he was he's really the first guy who kind of took me under his wing you know just show me around and show me all the little inside scoops and details and all that and so'm I'm, I'm grateful for that
1: so during that first sort of spring semester you're obviously one of the first things you have to do is get up to speed especially with lifting right because I'm sure your lifting program at Wisconsin was a lot different than it was in high school and like you said like you played at 195 in high school and nowadays you're at what, like two twenty-five or so? Yeah. What is that strength and conditioning for you like during those first couple months?
2: Um, I definitely couldn't walk for like the first two weeks, you know. But um, it w- it was a lot different, you know, because in high school you just you just lift, you know what I mean. You you don't really know what you're doing. It's not really like a set program anyway. For for us in St. Louis, we just. We just lifted, you know, we did curls, bench, and back squat every day. But, you know, coming here and doing all that stuff, like, I mean, I was kind of used to it because I would do stuff with my brother, but, like, I never trained like that. Like, everything is, like, on a schedule and all that. So it, I kind of liked it, though. It was structured and, you know, you got in you got your work. You know, it wasn't no and so I, I liked it.
0: Oh, I, oh there is no BSing. You're just putting weights on for other guys and that's it. They're going and you have a minute break if that while three guys go in front of you. It's wow. wild. All right. So you're so you're just you're you're in there. Is Ross or is Coach Kalaji st- still the guy when you're there? No. Oh, when I came early? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was. He was. So you got what? a little culture with him because he was a D lineman for the Badgers. Yeah. And he's a monster too. Monster. So, like, what what bits and pieces do you get from him and Coach Snee now is the is the head guy? What, what are you getting from those guys that, that helped you put on, like, 20 pounds of muscle?
2: Um, it was just really just working hard, you know? And I remember Coach K told me this when, like, I first came. He was like, everybody wants the magic pill and the secret. But he was like, the secret is there is no secret. You know, you just got to work hard, you know, and put in the work. So, that's what I did and you know coach Nee now like uh, i love coach Nee. i'm so glad he's our, he's our head guy because i feel like i can like talk to him about anything and he, he's always there for us like he's like a player's first type of coach so you know i'm i'm really glad that he's a guy
1: what i'm about to say might shock you but the greatest quarterback of all time is not just a goat on the field he's a goat when it comes to investing too He invests in stocks, crypto, and even art. And now you can invest like the goat, too, with Masterworks. Masterworks is the investing platform that lets you buy shares representing an investment in art from icons like Picasso, Monet, and Warhol. And even better, art price outpaced the S&P 500 by 164% from 1992 and 2021. In fact, early investors already received over 30% IRR in 2020 and 2021 from the sale of two paintings. This is your opportunity to join 300,000 other members and invest like the goat. Get priority access with our game day promo by going to masterworks.art/believe. That's masterworks.art/b l e a v. See important disclosures at masterworks.io/disclaimer.
0: You know, we were just saying, Nick, do, do, do you, who takes over the, the grip factory? Like who's going to be like, like, is that going to keep going on? Is death row going to keep going on?
2: Yes, for sure. For okay. Sure. good.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: It's in good hands. Okay, good. Cause you know, you see, like, I'm not going to lie. I loved Miami's uh, turnover chain. I don't care who thought that was corny.
1: I did, but that, that was I sick. liked it. Turnover chain my it. ass in the words no, of, of well, coach Chris, <laughs>
0: coach Chris, but I, I loved it, but. I love like the grit factory that you just basically wrote in Sharpie on a hat. Like that's so Wisconsin to me, you know, it's, it's like well, we don't need shiny things. We just yeah. need a hat with some Sharpie on it. $5
2: trucker hat. With the Sharpie.
0: <laughs> it's, it's like perfect. Okay. So, so jumping back in. Um, so, you know, you, so, so you're working out, you're getting coached up. When does it click that you're like, I am this, I'm going to be the next guy. Like this is, like my ceiling is continuously moving up You're like when is that is that after your freshman year is that like before the season when do you think like that kind of kicks in
2: um honestly I didn't really like feel that to like this year to be honest like my freshman year like I played but I felt like it was just you know what I mean like anybody could have played like I I played terrible so you know, I was like, I have a lot of work to do this offseason if I want to be that guy, you know, if I want to be that guy that I talk about and that guy that I've dreamed about. So I didn't really feel that till this year. And even then, like, I still feel like I left a lot on the table. You know, there's still a lot of meat on the bone that um, I wasn't satisfied with. You know, I was actually mad at myself. So, um, like I said, like, this is going to be one of the biggest offseasons of my life, so going all in
1: so let's I mean, talk about this offseason because i know you went and trained both with your brother and a bunch of other nfl players so what's that process like and what are you picking up from them
2: um it was it was crazy you know just to to see that you know that level of uh, athlete you know it's something you don't see every day and i think a lot of people like failed to realize like how how gifted some of these guys really are you know like, it, it's crazy to see a guy who's 330 pounds with a six-pack running, like, a 4'6". You know, like, it's just unheard of. So, um, but, like, the biggest thing I took away would probably just be the work, you know, the way, the way they work. It, it, it's a different level. Like, you can just tell. Like, it's like going from high school to college. Like, the work is different. You can tell. But, like, going from college to the NFL, like, it's different it may not be as long like two to three hours like how we do like grinders but I mean it's it's strictly business you know when it's time to work it's time to work and uh, I just really appreciate you know being around those guys and seeing how they go about their their schedules you know and how they recover and and how they take care of their bodies and the stuff they eat you know so it was just the whole thing and that's kind of motivation, too, you know, like seeing the way some of them live, like big fancy cars they drive and the clothes they wear. It's kind of motivation. Like, I want that someday.
0: Do you go one on one with
2: your brother ever? Um, We used to. We used to. But now it's more like we'll just do like two steps. You know, he'll get a set and I'll get like two steps in the move. But it's nothing like crazy. I don't know. Maybe this maybe this summer if he wants that. <laughs>
0: Yeah, <laughs> he <laughs> wants it. <laughs> do you so who 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 out of those guys do you look at and say, I want to kind of replicate some of those moves? Or has there ever been an NFL guy that you look at and you're like, that's the guy that I am watching all the time to to to, to like mold my game kind of around that?
2: Yeah, there's a couple guys. Um I love watching TJ Watt, of course. You know, he's go to. Um, Shaquille Barrett, the Buccaneers. I love watching him, And, uh, Leonard Floyd for the Rams. Love watching Leonard Floyd. You know, I think, I think we play similar, like, you know, we're not the biggest guys on the edge, but quick and can get after it. So I, I love watching them.
0: So that's awesome. I, no one ever brings up Lawrence Taylor anymore, <laughs> but that was my guy.
2: LT. <laughs> LT was
0: a monster. Um, yeah, Bernie, you forget we're old. So I, I know I do. And, and he was older than I was a little I'm, kid when he was killing it. I know, which just makes me even feel older. Um, okay, so you got all, so you got all this stuff. That, then, what you know, like you might have said you did you left some things on the table. From an outsider's perspective, you were a dominant part of the defense. So I'm happy to say here that you're like, well, the glass is half full, and there's a lot more left. But what what so what, you know, like dude, you're electric. What do you say is like your best part of your game? I don't know. I don't I don't like to
2: like talk about myself like that, but I don't know, I think just the the camaraderie and the you know, the tenacity I bring, you know, and I I think that it's infectious. I think that uh I try to bring a lot of the guys with me, you know, I'm I'm trying to get them on that same thing, you know, that we're not going to leave this place without them filling us, you know? So um, I think that's one of the biggest parts of my game, you know, because everybody's talented, you know, everybody can tackle, everybody can hit, everybody can do a lot of stuff, you know, but I feel like that, that is what, something special that I bring.
1: Yeah. Cause one of the things that, Leo said, and I think I threw this up on a social media clip, you know, about you. It's like even in the off-season workouts, like you are, you're the guy even as an underclassman who's really pushing the other guys to go that extra 10% to, you know, sort of get after even if it's just, you know, running lines and stuff like that. Where do you think that mentality comes from?
2: Um, it definitely comes from like growing up, like I said, with my brothers and my dad, you know, it's just, I'm not going to lose, you know, I refuse to lose, um, And, you know, just kind of seeing the way my brothers go about their business, you know, and they've been through a lot, both of them. Both my brothers been through a lot. And just to see where they are now, you know, they're they're doing it big, you know. And so just seeing that and seeing where they are just makes me happy and motivates me to just be even better and one day be better than both of them. So, um, yeah, um, I'm just, it definitely comes from them, those two guys.
1: So before we get to sort of looking, you know, towards the future, we actually we have a question from a former Badger, Greg Root. He sent this to me, uh, one of Maddie's teammates, actually. And he wants to know, you know, you're from Hawaii. Bernie's from New York. You've got all these guys from a lot of different backgrounds in a lot of different places where right? you got dudes from Florida and California and Texas and Colorado and all across the country, really. What do you feel about UW football having consistent success with guys from different cultural backgrounds? Like, why do you think that happens? And what in the football program, you know, helps allow for that?
2: Um, I think it's just, you know, really the culture that Coach Chris creates, you know, um, I feel like he's a player first type of guy, you know, and he's always going to put his players first. And he takes the time to get to know you, not just like – I can't really remember the last time we talked about football, you know, me and coach Chris, it's always about how's my family doing, you know, how's everybody back home, you know, how's my brother, you know, how am I like as a person, how's school, how's all of that? Like we, we rarely talk about football, which is crazy, you know, and his, his door is open all the time. Like, like you can just walk in his office and be like, coach, can we talk and be like, yeah, sit down. like, let's talk. And I'll end up being there for like 30 to 30 minutes to an hour, you know? So I think really just that culture that he creates and it like it, it goes all the way down from the eighth floor to the bottom, you know, and in the locker room, the, it's, it, it's different, you know, like the guys were, we're really like brothers, like everybody on the team is close, you know? And so I feel like that helps a lot because guys feel a lot more comfortable and, you know, they feel like they can trust the guy next to them, you know? And it's not just like, Oh, I, I don't really talk to that guy. So I don't know him, you know, but I feel like that's, that's different. You know, the locker room is different.
1: Yeah, the, the word family seems to be put around, like thrown around like a lot by guys in and around the program. And that's you know, I, I think that even, you know, goes up to alumni. Right, Maddie?
0: I mean, you definitely feel part of it. Um, you're, you're always invited back to practices to watch, you know, go to meetings, although it's not not everyone can do that. But to go to practices and, and be out there and, and see Coach Chris and, you know, joke around with them and see the other guys and like give Jimmy a hug. Like, you know, I don't want to take Jimmy Leonard's an important dude there. And he at least will take one minute to say hi and give me a hug. And, and to me, like, that's all I need. I know you're like, you know, the de- defensive coordinator, you're very important, but uh, yeah, you know, it, I, once again, you said from the eighth floor down guys who are like tw- 10 years, 20 years above Al Toon, definitely way older than me. You know, it's so nice that because we played the sport of football at Wisconsin, we're all brothers. Like we're all part of, of that fabric that I think makes it special. And Nick, I don't know you from except this day, but like if you were coming to New York and you're like, dude, I need a place to stay. I would say, yes. Like, that's how I think that's what's special about Wisconsin football is that that's what happens, you know? And I, it, it's so cool. And it's funny because as, as Nick's from Hawaii, when we went to play in Hawaii, Donovan's family hosted like 10 of us and, and, We ate as much food. We drank as much beer as they had. And it was like the best family experience. And I love that Coach Chris, because that's what Leo said, too. He's like, he doesn't even talk to me about football. We talk about our family. And I think that's special. You know, it's not just about the sport, although the sport is very important. It's about so much more. Uh So staying on coaching. I always ask questions about Jimmy because I love him to death. What, What is his... Influence been on your game?
2: I just try to soak up as much as I can from him, you know, because he's a legend, you know, Coach Leonard. Like, like people are like, he's that guy, you know. Like, and we always talk about like all the boys were like, like Coach Leonard's that guy. So, you know, whenever he talks to me, you know, my ears are wide open. You know, I'm trying to grab anything I can that he tells me because I know that he he's been through. He's played with the best of the best. You know, he's played against the best of the best. So. You know, I'm just trying to soak up whatever I can gain from him, and uh, you know, I think he he motivates me too in a lot of ways. Like, like he won't necessarily tell me like good job. He'll just like kind of like like tell me good job, but then like he'll like diss me in kind of a way. I don't know. It's weird. Like, he's like sarcastic about it. You know him? Like,
0: yeah.
2: So um, that kind of just motivates me, you know, and. It gets me fired up, like when I make a play and Coach it comes up to me and like, like says something, like I'm not gonna repeat it, but then like gives me a high five or wax me on the helmet or something, you know, like that. That's what gets me going too. So,
1: have you ever watched any of
2: his highlight reels? Yeah, all the time, we watch it all the time in locker room. He's he's hard.
0: he like you look at him and he's like this five seven, like beautiful, like he's a handsome young looking man. And I always tell this because I don't think people know it. He was on the punt return team. He was like one of the most important. He was Barry's guy. Like, you know, how you have like coach Chris has a guy who's like untouchable. That was Barry's guy. This dude would catch every punt and return 90% of them. If he, ca- he would catch it in danger and just run. And I don't think like nobody knows that we would, he would, he was like, listen, I'm just going to catch every punt and try to make something happen unless it was something that he couldn't do. Yeah, this dude returned every punt. That is not normal.
1: Yeah, in no fair football. catches. No fair hardly catches. fair caught.
0: Yeah, um, you'll like this story. I it, we would do inside drills, so nine on seven, mm-hmm. and nobody blocks Jimmy most of the time because if you have nine guys against seven, the quarterback doesn't count, so you have a free hitter, and and the tailback doesn't count too, so you have two guys who there's, the defense has a, a free guy. I hit Jimmy one time. Coach Alvarez is like. Bernie, don't touch Jimmy ever. That was it. I would run by him in inside yeah. drills. I'd run by him and Jimmy and I still laugh at that. Cause he's like, you know, coach, coach hours. <laughs> and, and, you know, Jimmy shouldn't even been inside, but it was just a, it's yeah. just so funny. And, but that, but Jimmy's highlights are, you know, the dude, what he broke the record in interceptions, you know, from Tony, Wisconsin. So, and then he played 10 years in the pros. He could dunk a basketball. You guys ever see that film? Yeah. I, if you ever look, I'm like in the background with my like jaw on the floor, just like, that can't be true.
2: <laughs> yeah, that guy's different, man. He's a different he is. Breed.
0: he is. So, what, I guess, you know, like, what are you looking forward to next? Not in this offseason specifically, but like, what are you looking forward to next season for the defense? You know, is it a next step? Are there any specific guys you're like? Wow, this could be crazy. And, and then- also, like you're oh. you're
1: the guy now. Like you're everyone's graduating, man. Like you are the guy. Like you are. I know a lot of dudes are gonna be looking at you to be like the leader, along with probably Keanu.
2: It's a blessing, man. Like I'm I'm honored to be that guy. You know, um and yeah, our team we're really young, you know. But um, I think I think we're we're going to be all right. You know, I think we're going to have a good mentality this year and, you know, coach Lenny is going to get us right.
1: So I saw that. I think Keanu was out without, was out with you in Hawaii, right? For a little while over over winter break. What's your relationship with, like with him? I mean, from the outside, he seems like an absolute character and like, he seems like someone that just like has just like a giant personality.
2: Oh yeah. Keanu, that's my boy. You know, um, him, Rodas, Johnson and uh, Caden Johnson all came to Hawaii with me and, We had a blast, but, yeah, Keanu's definitely a character. You know, that guy's a clown. You know, he loves to joke around and funny. But I think that that's going to help us even more, you know. Me and him kind of have that bond already, you know. So I feel like we're on the same page with a lot of things, too. And I can talk to him about anything, you know. So um, I think it's going to be huge for us that um, me and him step up.
0: So what's it like to see a young 17-year-old Braylon Allen come up the ranks and then get to where he is. I know I say 70 because if you don't mention it, I mean, then who who are you in the media? But like what, (laughs) what, you know, how cool is that? And, And what's that relationship? And, and, you know, I feel like the defense, at least this is me from an outsider was ahead of the game of the offense in the, in the summer. And because of that, they only could get better because of you guys were so strong. It's so like, what's it like to see a guy like him? What's it like to have a guy like him for next year? You know, meaning for the defense, for the offense, for the team um, as a total?
2: Um, you know, it's kind of I'm, – I'm not really surprised, you know, by that kid. You know, he works, he works his butt off. You know, he works really hard. And it's crazy. When I found out he was 17, I was like, there's no way. Like, this has to be impossible. Like, because I showed him a picture when I was 17 and I was probably like 180 pounds, you know. So – uh i'm proud of that kid you know um he works his tail off he, he comes in with a great attitude you know he's super humble um and he when he started like blowing up you know like when he started going crazy like he was still the same guy you know he didn't change like none of that changed him who he was you know Ch- none of it changed his work habits or how he went about his business you know so i think that's huge because sometimes when you know like we're human when that stuff happens like you you kind of to get to your head a little bit. And uh, I think he did a great job of hounding it for only being 17 years old. You know, that's that's wild. It's absurd. And uh, I think he'll be a contender for the Heisman Trophy next year.
0: I would totally agree. I mean, the, there was like a national celebration when he turned 18. Yeah. It
2: was,
0: it was it's like Jake being uh, Barry's grand uh, grandson. <laughs> it's like something that it could go, but at least he turns older. You know, Jake will forever be Barry's grandson, not in a bad way. I think it's actually kind of special. Um, but it's funny to say it on every single time you watch a football game. So, so Nick, you, did you, I thought you had such a special game at the bowl game. I think you've had a lot of special games. I, I know you don't want to talk about yourself too much. So I won't mention all the other games. But what was it like? I mean, do you feel like do you have a feeling in a game sometimes you're like, man, I am unstoppable today. Like, I'm going to make a turnover. I got a sack. These are big play moments. And then you make them. Do you just have a feeling inside? You're like, wow, I, I'm, this is me today. Like, I'm going to kill somebody today. Not in a in a bad way.
2: Um, yeah, I definitely do. I definitely feel like there's times where I'm just, like, you know, just feed me. Like, I f- I'm feeling it right now, you know. And I think that has a lot to do with, like, the momentum that other guys create, you know, but. Like we talk about, like our coach April talks about, like being that spark plug, like being that guy who lights the fire for the defense. And, you know, when we had Leo and Jack and Colin and all those guys, like, you know, some, it would, we'd all take turns, you know, being that guy. But, um, yeah, you know, there's definitely a feeling when, when you're just, you're just on and you're on, you know, if it's like basketball, like if, if you're on fire, you're on fire, you know, it's your night. So, um, yeah, I definitely feel like it can be like that sometimes.
0: I thought the bowl game was special. You were all over the field. You know, it, it, it's what what I love is that you. It feels like you never let an offense get get comfortable. Like you're always around the quarterback. You're going up against, like you said, six eight, you know, three hundred pounders. What's that like? Um. It's,
2: it's crazy, you know, because, like, I'll walk out there and be like, well, wow, I'm, like, the smallest guy out here. But, you know, I've, I've been like – it's been like that growing up because my brother was always bigger than me. So I was fighting him my whole life. So, you know, how, how bad could it possibly be when he used to beat the crap out of me every day? So that's kind of just how I think about it.
1: Yeah, I remember before, before the bowl game, I DM'd you. I'm like, okay, I expect three sacks. Like, I'm like, I expect three sacks of – Uh, of Jaden Daniels and you got two and a half and you get me back and I'm like damn I should have gotten that third one I'm like that's the attitude I want to see that's the (laughs) attitude I want to see so but going into this offseason what are your goals uh, in in terms of development physically mentally in terms of technique between now and opening day 2022
2: um you know I just I want to be in the best shape of my life that I've ever been you know i want to feel my body I want to feel the best I've ever felt you know I want to be more flexible um a lot stronger you know i want to be able to bend the heads a lot better i think that'll help me elevate my game a lot
1: more are you gonna go train with your brother again this offseason yes for sure
0: and so and, and and you're just like the coaches are just open to you going and training with uh with other people it's completely okay
2: well we get a month off in may you know so we get sometime and usually guys go home and stuff but i mean i'm i'm with my brother and they respect that you know that that's my brother and he's been that mentor for me my whole life so you know it's only like i mean yeah i don't know it's
1: no, I think brother. that's great
0: that's I awesome. mean when you so when your brothers won, a tackle in the
1: nfl i mean how bad are they going to get right yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> so so Nick, i got yeah, i mean it's as good as it could possibly get when you're an outside linebacker you know it it seems like you guys are trading secrets. It's like insider trading. It's illegal, but you guys are brothers. So it's okay. So Nick, I have one off, you know, off the top question that you can answer or you don't have to, but for me, when we, when I was in school, you would always get like one guy, maybe who was a junior college guy. So so it's like a transfer portal kind of question. What has the transfer portal? Like, what's the mentality behind the transfer portal? You've seen guys come and go, Is it, is it something like that you guys talk about? Is it like a, is it something you joke about? You know, this year we could see some uh, like a lot of defensive guys come in through the transfer portal. What's that like? Um, you
2: know, I think the transfer portal is good and bad, you know, I think, you know, for some guys like, you know, you're just in a bad situation or, you know, just, you don't feel right. And, or, there, there could be a multitude of reasons, I feel like, you know, because you never know what somebody's going through. You know, they could sure. be going through something. So I think that's the good part about it, you know, but also the bad part, you know, is just taking the – I feel like sometimes you just take the easy way out, you know, but, I mean, that's totally up to the athletes and everybody who's, who decides to do that. But I definitely feel like there, there's some good and some bad to it.
0: it it's You sound exactly like me. I feel like it, there is some good and bad. Um, I feel like it's very interesting. It, it, it's just such an, an easier way to, to change schools, which I do think there's a lot of good. I do think there's a lot of bad. Um, but that was just my question because, you know, we would only get – I don't even remember getting one guy, Matt. It was uh, Alex Lewis, who helped us tremendously. Cool. He was an outside linebacker. He was awesome. He had five sacks in a game, by the way. So if you want to challenge – nick against purdue in 2003 i think if he, he lined up as like a dn basically and had five sacks i think could be wrong. yeah, yeah that,
1: that's sure. correct i think it's the school record still i think it's still the school record for sacks in the game so well, I if i
0: had to put if i had to put 100 correct. bucks down say who's gonna beat it nick i think i'd, p- I'd put my money all on you i appreciate, I appreciate
1: <laughs> okay so uh looking forward you guys are great you're the only returning starting linebacker who are some of the other guys you're looking forward to on the squad to seeing sort of like how they grow and what they can do?
2: Um, You know, I think there's, there's a ton of guys, you know, that could step into a role. You know, I think as far as outside backers, you know, I think Daryl Peterson, um, Spencer Lytle, you know, Aaron way is coming back. You know, you still have Caden Johnson. I think all those guys are really good options and, you know, I'm excited to see it. And uh, inside backer, you know Jordan Turner. I think he's he's a sleeper. Uh, Jake Cheney, uh, Sam, young Sam Bourne, You know we call him Newborn. Um, I love that. And, uh, yeah. You know they still take grass, Muma. Um, you know, so there's a bunch of guys. You know, and I think that uh, I think everybody's pretty excited to see what they can do.
0: And so just the grit factory stays alive with you. Does Death Row stay alive?
2: Yeah, Death Row would definitely stay alive. That that was more like Leo and Jack's thing for like their for like the inside backers, but I'm pretty sure that, yeah, it'll stay alive for sure.
0: I think that's so cool. Wait, so Nick, let, let me just ask you some like random questions. Like what's your favorite, where's your favorite restaurant in Madison? Oh mm.
2: um, I would say it has to be between Oak Crest Tavern and Vintage Brewing Company. Oh, I Ooh.
1: love the vintage. I love the Two vintage. Two solid spots.
0: Two yeah, solid Yeah, definitely.
1: Spots. What is Nick Herbig's pregame ritual or routine?
2: Uh, like when I wake up or like when I'm at, like, like right before the game. Like, like when what, I'm at the once stadium. you
1: get to the stadium. Once you get to the stadium.
2: Um, I usually just get there, you know, take my ankles, whatever, listen to music.
1: What, are you, listening, what are you listening to?
2: Uh, I listen to a lot of Young Boy. That's my favorite rapper. But um, like, while we're walking in i listen to like uh like reggae music like island music and then like right before i go out my last song i listen to is uh in the air tonight by phil collins
1: yes thank you Th- that like that that, that makes cool. me so happy for so that's many fun. reasons not only because i love genesis and phil collins but also because like i feel like that's like the perfect like <laughs> get slow down and get you ready and the drum break comes in and you're ready to go like kick some butt. That's, that's absolutely yeah. phenomenal.
2: I, I think that's one of the greatest songs.
1: Yeah. It's it's a, f- Oh my God. I, I love that song. My dad introduced me to that song when I was like five years old and I was, it, it made me very happy. <laughs> so who's the biz- biggest physical freak either on the Badgers or that you've played against?
2: Um, Braylon definitely has to be up there. Uh, Penny, Matt Hennison. Uh, Isaiah milk. well, that guy was crazy. That guy was a freak. Isaiah Loudermilk was a freak. Uh, Leo, obviously.
1: Dude, he moved so well for a giant. That is crazy.
2: Um, Leo Chanel, definitely him and John, both of them are just freaks, you know. Um, that taco from Minnesota, he's huge. Uh, oh, Falele. Falele.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he's like, he's listed at like 390, 400 pounds. Like, he's. Matt. No, he's, he's a giant yeah he's he's gibby, he's gibby sized <laughs> matt he's yeah. gibby sized like um okay so what is who's who is the toughest guy for you to like get around when you're pass rushing who's like the who's like who's the best blocker that you've gone against
2: i would say it's probably cole van Laden it's probably the toughest or john deetson those two guys are really tough but I mean, beach and breasts are both tough too. So, I mean, I don't, I don't want to start any like, <laughs> you know. But. Don't don't start it. I mean, Le- sorry, boys. But.
1: Yeah. Leo said it was his brother. So, you know, yeah. Leo said it was John. He said John was the only person who could block him, which I, I appreciated that. Um, yeah. Okay, so what is? Um, Maddie already asked you about your 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 favorite place to eat. What's your living situation like these days? You are you live by yourself? You live in with 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 other guys from the team?
2: Um, so I live with Caden uh, Johnston, me and my roommates, and then one of my friends from uh, back home that that's been my boy forever. He he goes to uh, MATC up here. Oh, nice. So he he just lives with us too. So it's us too. What
0: what what's what does Nick do on the weekends? On uh, Saturday, Sunday in the off season? Doesn't he did? Do, you don't worry. You don't have to like go into detail, but like mm-hmm. like what, what do you, what do you guys get into nowadays? Um i love playing
2: video games so i'll play some video games i love watching like tv and movies like i like just sitting on my couch and watching a good movie or two like sometimes we'll do like a movie marathon where we'll watch like all the parts of the caribbean or like we'll try and watch all the avengers or something you know i like i enjoy stuff like that like you know just relaxing and chilling with the boys or we'll go over to like somebody's house and you know play games or whatever Play what's your
1: game what's your game of choice?
2: Vibe. What's your game of choice? Um it, it was Call of Duty, like Warzone and all that stuff, but um everybody's starting to play Fortnite again, so <laughs> we've been playing that lately, Fortnite, FIFA, 2K.
1: I love FIFA. And what okay, what, what's your current movie or TV show recommendation? What have you seen recently like, oh damn, like people need to watch this?
2: Uh i definitely say power. I just if you guys ever seen Power, that's really good.
1: Like, like what think. is it, Book of Ghost or whatever?
2: Yeah, I am I just watched the new season. I just I just finished it. So, But you have to watch it from, like, Power. Like, you have to watch Power, then you have to watch Book of Ghost. So you have to watch Power first. And it, yeah, it, it's crazy. It's really good.
1: What was your favorite TV show growing up?
2: Ooh, probably, I would say, like, Drake and Josh, probably. I don't know, I love okay. Drake and Josh. But okay. Like, Zach, Zach, and Cody, or something. I don't
1: know. What's your favorite thing to do when you're back home on the islands? Go to the beach and eat for sure. What food do you have to have when you're back there?
2: I uh, definitely have to have poke. I have to have raw fish. I have to.
1: I assume you I, surf, I, I, and and I assume you surf.
2: <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not a professional surfer, but I, I usually like uh, boogie board more than surf, though
0: such an, such an assumption that you like, you know, like I I do that too. I'm like, Oh, everyone in California definitely surfs, but (laughs) you know, like, (laughs) dude, I don't know. Um, I I find it kind of hard to see like Donovan Rayolda on a surfboard. He could, (laughs) he could, but like a big dude on a surfboard seems like so hard to picture. Um, Wait, I have, I have one more and it, it involves, what are you excited about the progression of the offense?
2: Um, I'm, I'm, I'm excited how like the guys are, you know, bonding and coming together, you know, like the younger guys are stepping up, you know, and I think, uh, Tim, Tim DK, I think he's playing a big part in that, you know, he's kind of bringing that whole receiver group together. You know, I think, uh, the O line, you know, I think they're, they're ready and they, they have a couple leaders in that group, you know? So, um, I think, I think the offense is coming together really nice.
1: And they got coach Bostad now. Yeah,
2: I mean, they they don't know what they're in for. But uh, I told all of them I'll pray for them. But uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Chim is Chim is stepping up to be that guy. So you know, I think I think they'll be good.
1: Awesome man. Well, listen, Dude, I love that. I love I, yeah, it. I love to hear that. Well, listen, man. Thank you so much for for spending the time with us. This was amazing. You know, we we definitely want to get you back, especially during the season. You know, uh, get some insights on everything that's going on. Um, good luck this off season. We're you know we're obviously pulling for you. We're huge fans of yours here, and so uh, guys, until next time on Wisconsin.
0: On Wisconsin. On Wisconsin.
1: Thanks for listening to the Believe in Badger Football podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, presented by BetOnline.ag. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, rate and review wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Believe in Badgers. That's B-L-E-A-V in Badgers. Also, make sure to check out our YouTube page for full videos of our podcasts. The show is produced by Matt Perkins and Matt Bernstein with audio editing and mixing by Matt Perkins. Our theme music is by Matt Blaustein. Thanks again for listening and on Wisconsin.